to Thriving with a Chronic Illness. I am your host, Smiling Sonia, and I share ideas, tools, and strategies I've learned living with and recovering from recurrent viral meningitis. I've undergone mindset shifts that have helped me move from just living to striving with a chronic illness. I know what it's like to worry about taking extended sick leave or losing a job through chronic illness. I share how you can become financially stable with the peace of mind that you have enough money saved to prepare for those emergencies and cover future financial goals. Good morning. Smiling Sonia here. It's Sunday the 22nd of November 2020. I'm saying the date. I'm just so used to saying the date that I'll just keep saying the date. (laughs) I'm going to be talking about adaptability today. Adapting. When I woke up this morning, I knew I was coming out for a walk. I haven't been out for the last couple of days, actually, so I was missing it. I didn't have an idea of what I was going to be talking about. I was brushing my teeth, (laughs) and then the word adaptability popped into my head. And that reminded me that I was talking, I was thinking about this last week. And just about how I've had to adapt, especially living with a chronic illness. But that's not the only area that I've had to adapt. And I thought, oh, this might be a useful conversation to have. So. Where am I today? I'm still on my viral meningitis recovery journey. And I don't think that's going to ever change. Uh, I think what will happen is, as... The days and months between my last flare-up increase and things start to move into a more normal, normal for for where I am, I guess. I guess where I was at before this last flare-up, and it was two years after the previous one, I'm wondering now, did I, did I have this false sense of security that, oh, maybe, maybe I won't have another flare-up. I'm actually beginning to, beginning to feel a bit more normal, this is two years after, I guess, um, this links to adapting, isn't it, really, 
I realise that I can't ever take my condition for granted. I can't ever just forget. And although I know that I live a great life, and you know the name of this podcast is Thriving with a chronic illness because I feel that I am thriving. There are things that I must do, must consider, must think about, understand, acknowledge, be aware of, to ensure that I continue to thrive. I am feeling excited at the moment for a number of reasons. There is a really big, big reason, but I'm not ready to share it with you at the moment. So I hope you'll forgive me there. So there's something going on that I'm really excited about. And uh, yeah, but I'm not quite ready to share. I'm sure I will share at some point. The other thing I'm excited about is the ongoing work in the house. And so having struggled, having struggled to get a handyman to do X, Y, Z, I have two of the jobs done. The fence, as I said, the fence is up. That open loop is closed. The tiles on the outside shed have been repaired, have been replaced, I should say. And again, that open loop has closed. The regret I have is that that job, that, yes, it started off as one loose tile one loose tile that we put off sorting out for many reasons and I may come back to this I may come back to this but I've got a different subject today uh, tomorrow the vinyl is being put down in the kitchen so that reminds me I must make sure there's nothing on the floor <laughs> so the vinyls we put down in the kitchen so that will be job number three and I have asked for quotes for two more jobs that hopefully I'll get in the next few days it is unlikely that the house will be ready to go on the market before Christmas because we're Christmas at the time of obviously recording this is wow just really a month away so I'm looking at everything being done now before Christmas so that it's ready to go on the market in the new year and the other thing I don't know whether this 
I'm excited really because uh, the result is that I'm going to be in a lot of pain. And so through the hernia, my hernia operation confirmed, well, I have the, the 7th of December, not the best timing, I don't think, but 7th of December. I have to self-isolate, I believe, for up to 14 days. So the 14 days would start tomorrow, okay, <laughs> tomorrow. And from what I read, literally got to lock yourself up indoors and not go out. I don't go out very much, only really to the shop and walking, of course, although I am going out today. Okay. So uh, I, 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 I'm preparing myself to be in some pain uh, for a little while, but I know that will pass. But at least I will have had my hernia repaired. And uh, going forward, that must be a positive thing. Adaptability. Adapting. So, although I didn't look it up today, but I know I did a few days ago, and I looked up the definition of adaptability or adapting. And from what I can remember... And I hope you will excuse me because my memory is not always that good at recalling things exactly. But this is my impression. <laughs> so my impression is that adaptability is our ability <laughs> to change, yeah, to change in order, change to a situation, okay? So, us, you know, having to adapt our behaviour or even our thinking to deal with a situation. And also, being able to change, because I think this is dynamic, being able to change our behaviour and even thinking to changes, <laughs> To things around us changing. I think when this, when the, the word came up for me within a particular context, I realised it was very, and I've lost the word, it may come to me, but it may not, <laughs> it's linked to the situation that the world is in right now. COVID-19, we're in the middle of a pandemic and measures such as lockdown have been imposed on people to reduce the spread of the infection and also to reduce people losing their lives. Now, if, if that's not a situation that people have had to adapt to, and I don't know what it is. I mean, look, if at the beginning of 2020, the beginning of this year, somebody had said to you, right, for three months, you're going to have to stay 
indoors and not go out. The only thing you probably could do is go for a walk in your local area, but you're you're not to travel anywhere. You're not to go into your workplace. You probably would have thought whoever was telling you that was mad. <laughs> but more likely, you'd be thinking, "Isn't I can't do that." <laughs> I'm I'm not going to be able to stay indoors and not go out. You know, that's just not possible. I'm just not going to be able to do that. And I'm I'm remembering back in in March when this whole thing kind of blew up and we were given the news that we were in this national lockdown and we had to stay home to stay lives. Stay home to save lives. When I was thinking about this a few days ago, I was thinking in terms of my chronic illness and how I have had to adapt. When I had those three attacks in quite a short period of time, and if you can imagine being struck with viral meningitis, and whilst you're trying to recover, you're struck again. See, you've had it twice now, and it's, it's, it's like you have a brain injury. So before the first brain injury, has fully recovered, you've got another brain injury. And then, so you're recovering from two, and then you have a third. Okay, completely, completely kind of just knocked my life out of kilter. And I, I had no choice. I had no choice but to adapt and I think yes and I think that's what it is choice isn't it because when you have a choice you would probably choose not to (laughs) if something is restrictive etc you probably choose not to do that thing that you don't want to do but when it's forced upon you and you have no choice then you adapt I think that being forced into a situation where I've had to change the way I do things has helped me kind of in wider ways as well. My wherein before my response, my initial response may have been, no, I can't do that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not been taken from my vocabularies completely, <laughs> I assure you. What I, what my tendency is, 
to start the thought. <laughs> but I, I catch myself. I catch myself and I ask myself the question in a different way. And often I realise that that's not true. It's not true that I can't. <laughs> I may have a fear about something or, or maybe I don't have the knowledge or something, but it's not true that I can't do the thing, whatever it is. <laughs> because what, whatever it is requires that I adapt in some way and it's the adapting <laughs> it's the adapting that I'm taking issue with <laughs> it's the change that I have to make in order to create whatever it is do whatever it is or be whatever it is that's stopping me I do think there's there's been some positive things that have come out of my illness. I've become more patient. As well as being a patient. <laughs> We've done that, haven't we? I I know my limitations in some ways, but if anything, it's opened up other areas and I've realised that there are Actually, there, there is so much. There's so many different ways. I, I've realised that there are so many more options than I might have originally thought. So whilst in the first instance, I think I'm limited. In fact, <laughs> the, the, the boundary, you know, the, there are no boundaries. There are infinite possibilities and I said when I say infinite possibilities there's a good friend of mine and if you're listening to the listening to this soon anytime I think about possibilities I think about you <laughs> so thank you for that thank you We're living in a challenging time at the moment. The world had to change almost overnight. And people have had to adapt and continue adapting. And this is going to go on for, I think, a long time. And even when things have eased, even when we have found a vaccine and the infection slows and the rate of death reduces significantly. Oh my gosh, this is very muddy. <laughs> so, excuse me. I'm trying to find a path through.
there are some things that will not go back to how it was before. I was talking to a friend yesterday. Uh, we were talking about the the way the way we've had to adapt when making appointments and seeing our local GP. And of course, pre-pandemic, we rang up for an appointment. It, it was getting increasingly difficult to get an appointment, I must say. There's a whole... <laughs> well, I, I guess here's the thing. So for me, ringing up to get an appointment meant ringing at a certain time so that I can get a, a time slot. And if I was late, then I'd have to try again the next day. <laughs> Gone are the days when I could ring and get an appointment on, on the same day. That's not happening necessarily. Sometimes I can do. And so there's, <clears throat> yes, it's a bit of a challenge. Now, of course, because we're not going into the surgery unless they're having to do something physical like give you a flu jab, the consultation is happening over the phone. And I think for some people who are talking to consultants via some kind of video call. So that's what's happening at the moment. Now, I can see that when things go back to some kind of normal, that there will elements of that may remain because sometimes when you go in to see the GP they don't need to examine you you provide the information of your ailments and they have a sort of idea what might be going on and they may need to refer you uh, to the hospital and that's all done there and then on the computer well, they can do that whilst you're on the phone, can't they? So, I can see that there may, maybe you'll be given a choice as to whether you want to come in to the surgery or whether you are happy to take a telephone consultation. And that may help with some of the problems I know so, some areas were having where they had far too many people on their lists. So that's going to be something that we adapt to. And of course, some people, some people find it very easy to adapt and other people don't. And I think one of the things that I've learned and I guess embraced is being someone who can easily adapt to changes around me. And I know that has come in, um, this has been really positive in the workplace, because definitely in my workplace, there is constant change. If there's anything that's constant, it is change. And I have always been someone, I believe, that's 
just easily adapted to whatever change there is. I'm working for an organisation, they change this, they change that, and whether I agree or not, because sometimes changes are made and they're not necessarily for the better, and especially when it's not needs-led, but rather it's resource-led, that sometimes it can be frustrating when changes are made and it doesn't actually help or support uh, you know, the work you're doing, especially in the service field. So, yeah, change, change. Some people really, really struggle with change. So much so, it causes them anxiety, stress, depression, illness. I don't think I was always this way, and I think in when I was younger, I struggled and and that may have led to some of the the, sort of the times when I had low mood and even depression. But my, I've, I, you know, my mindset has changed. I, my approach to life is very different. And another area of adaptability related to finances. <laughs> Look, imagine living in a situation where maybe you know you have a good income you know money coming in you're got a nice house okay you're able to have luxuries etc and then suddenly that income stops you can't afford to pay your bills your regular expenses you end up losing your home you have to rent somewhere that is very different to what you're used to you have to shop in different places you can't wear designer clothing if that's your thing for some people that takes a lot of adapting and I think that can happen even the other way around, where uh, you, you're used to not having much. You're used to living on very little. And then you find yourself with lots of money that you can spend on anything. And I think people find that difficult, the transition to that. And I think there, there is this phenomenon, isn't there? I believe, I've read anyway, people who win the lottery end up losing it all. I'm sure that's, that, that can't happen all the time now, but I'm sure I've heard stories that people end up broke again. <laughs> there are people who made money, lost it, and made it again. <laughs> okay. I mean, what's real for me, as someone who was in a relationship and although 
money was very tight and I would say we struggled financially. There was that you, this two of you and we still lived a relatively comfortable lifestyle in spite of what was going on in our financial life. And I think for many people who find themselves divorcing and where maybe they have lived a very comfortable life with the children, everything's being paid for, now the household has to be split, finances have to be split, and people find themselves in real hardship, real hardship, especially if one of the couple wasn't working. And now, and that one of the couple has the children, okay? I mean, I think that's a whole, that's a whole episode on its own. We're having to adapt constantly. And I do think that being able to adapt is a key skill, a key skill. I had to adapt very quickly when my relationship came to an end and I was going to be in the house covering all the bills. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, on, on one income. Now, I did have to make some decisions. I did some switching. I changed where I shopped my supermarket for my groceries. I stopped any sort of expenses, uh, non-essential expenses. No, I focused on the, my needs rather than my my what's wants. What I once uh, stopped going out really, uh, you know, meals, etc. I was always to well, still do, although I'm not being invited out for meals at the moment. But I, I was saying no all the time to going out for meals. I didn't tell people that it's because financially I need to be sorting sort stuff out, and there were occasions when I could have. I had the money to, but I was then looking ahead to, for example, now. <laughs> you know, uh, this has been quite an expensive month so far. This month, I spent uh, £170 on my car, getting it serviced and MOT'd, and I had to do that. That was a, a need. But thankfully, I had a sinking fund for that. So I didn't suddenly have to find this money that I didn't have. And that's where I was years ago. Getting stuff done in the house. So I, I paid for the fence so far. I have paid for the roof to be done so far. I have paid for the vinyl and will pay for them to the final part of it tomorrow when they fit it. And I've got... Uh, a couple more jobs and I've been buying paint <laughs> and filler etc uh, and other things for the home so it's been a particularly expensive month this month 
but it hasn't been painful and I have a home maintenance uh, account sinking fund and I have an emergency fund I have savings <laughs> okay all these separate things you must say oh my gosh how does she keep keep uh, you know control of this how does she manage all this but I am it takes practice and you get into your own groove you really do and I've got into my groove I am so used to not spending I'm so used to not spending these days just willy-nilly that I have to <laughs> I have to remind myself that actually it's okay to spend on the things that I need to spend my money on. And that's why I can say that I have some regrets that, you know, I didn't spend at the time when the cost would have been very low and I put things off. And so I have adapted. I have adapted uh, two things. I've adapted to being single, <laughs> yeah. I adapted to being single, living in the home with just myself, my son and myself, I've adapted to having these viral meningitis flare-ups, which means I end up in hospital and then I have a period of sick, recovering and then I have to get back to work and then trying to get back up to scratch. You know, it's it's all this continuum. It's you know, it, it you don't it doesn't you don't go back to normal straight away. And I'm constantly adapting the way that I work in order to manage my symptoms and to manage my fatigue. That just hits me. I'm adapting to life during a pandemic. And there's a number of things that I'm adapting to that as well. But <laughs> I'm adapting to that. Over the next two weeks, whilst I wait for my operation, I'm going to have to be even more vigilant in terms of self-isolation, hand sanitisation. I'm even, I think, expected in the home to, to steer clear of the other people I'm living with. Although my son doesn't go out. <laughs> My son's quite safe. But even so, it's making sure the other people are doing their thing as well. I'm doing my thing. It's a thing about adapting, isn't it? So you can do as much adapting. You can, do a, you can be really adaptable. But there are some points at which other people need to be as well. And I didn't think I was going to go down this, this road, really, but I guess in relationships, and if you're starting a new relationship, and you're learning about the other person, you're learning about each other, there's a lot of, there may be a lot of adapting that's going on, or maybe there's one person doing the adapting, and the other person not adapting at all. And that reminds me that in my past relationships, and this is a mistake I don't want to make again, in my past relationships I did a lot of adapting to the other person. Now I think if you were to talk to the other person they would say 
that they also had to do a lot of adapting to. <laughs> okay, so I suppose it's a perspective thing. But I do know that I did a lot of adapting. And whilst that's not a bad thing per se, I think there will be some areas that didn't, weren't supportive of me. Okay. Were definitely not supportive of me. Did not help me. Appeased the other person. And I use that word intentionally. Appeased the other person. And I think I can, I can pull this out to a more general, I can generalize this now, I think, that sometimes our willingness to be adaptable, probably because of the person that we are, that it could be taken advantage of. But yet it's, <laughs> it's important to be adaptable. But I think maybe it's about being adaptable, but also being very clear about boundaries. Ah, there's the link. And maybe in the past, because I've had a boundary issue, when I've been adaptable, being adaptable, I, I have crossed that boundary in the wrong direction. <laughs> I, I love, uh, I'm, I'm going to say having these conversations, but I know I'm doing the talking, you're doing the listening. Although I guess if you're anything like me and when you're listening to somebody, there's stuff going through your head. I know when I'm listening to someone and they're sharing some ideas, I think it's triggering stuff in my brain. I'm talking to you, I'm not an expert on these things, and I'm attempting to be an expert on myself, but I am, I'm always experimenting, uh, trying new things, doing new things, having new thoughts. I have never talked about adaptability before I don't know and I'm saying that but of course I've been doing this what I'm doing for years now although I've only started publishing over the last few months but I've never <laughs> sort of put aside don't believe I have a subject down and said well I'm going to be talking about adaptability and uh, this is what I understand about it blah blah and you know I literally come out on my walk and because I was having such problems with my speech after the Balmain Justice, one of my attacks, uh, I felt that if I was able to just come out and talk through this journal, I'd be able to become more fluent and not, I was stuttering, uh, not able to find it difficult to string my sentences together, etc. And I do believe that me doing this. So I, I don't, I can't do the kind of, well, I don't. I choose not to sort of do a sort of proper, <coughs> right, 
this is what I'm going to talk about, and these are the things I want to cover, and this is what I want to convey. I literally think about what I might want to talk about, an idea comes into my head, and I do sometimes listen to something, I do sometimes go to Google and say, what's the definition of this? So that when I'm talking about it, I am talking about the right thing. <laughs> and then when I come out, literally, <coughs> it's just coming, it's literally just coming out of my head in real time. And that's why sometimes I, I get sort of a little light bulb moment and I think, oh, oh, right, okay, <laughs> okay. Because literally, literally, as I'm talking, something's coming to my head or um, I've got a new understanding about something. So you're actually there. You have been here when I'm thinking and processing something and a new idea comes to my head or I get a new understanding about something. Yeah. And I get a bit excited as well. Right, oh, the leaves aren't so crispy today because they're wet and damp. It was raining yesterday. Even so, it's beautiful to be out and I'm so grateful. I am so, so grateful for my life right now. I am so grateful for my life right now. I, I have so much. I have so much. I have so much in abundance, even croaky folks. <laughs> I, I, I am abundant in so many ways. I am. That might be a good place to stop, actually, as um, the cars are coming through now. Look, whatever day that you're listening to this, whatever time of day, I wish you well. I really do. And I hope that whatever you are having to deal with right now, I want you to know that we are, as human beings, we are automatically adapt, adaptable. That's what nature, nature is all about. Adapting, isn't it? See, that's something that's just coming to my head. <laughs> anyway, you take care. I'll speak to you soon. Hey, Smiling Sonia here, your host at Thriving with a Chronic Illness. Now be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next episode. Now if you liked what you heard today, be sure to visit my website, smilingsonia.com to learn more about how I can help you build an emergency fund.